Hello, and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I am Chris, and this week in the Horror House, we're talking about a little 1989 movie called Society. Maybe you've heard of it. Cult (laughs) following. This this is one of those cult following movies, like, some people have never heard of it, and some people, like, worship at the altar of this movie. Yeah. I can't. We'll get into it uh, after the after the ad. You know, everybody knows how how the horror house goes, but I don't know when I first saw this. It just kind of happened, <laughs> and then there existed. Weird. I, but we're I've, gonna get into that. I had never watched it, but I've seen the clips and the images and um, some of that iconic imagery. So it. It didn't come as a surprise to me. And, it wasn't completely yet, out of left field. Yeah, and, and yet I still... It, it's still that. So... Yeah. Um, interesting little movie here. It's got an interesting little uh, production story or release story. Because uh, you can see this as being labeled as 1989. And I think... I saw somebody say, well, no, it's not really in 1989. It's in 1992. It had a different European release. It it never succeeded. I mean, there's a lot to that. But um, before we get to all those goodies, if you've got something you want to say to us, um, you know, Maybe, what are your thoughts on society? Yeah, uh, or maybe, you know, what's your thoughts on society the movie? What's your thoughts on society? Maybe you just need a friend. Maybe we all just need a friend <laughs> who will put a blow-up doll in your in our Jeep. Um, but if you need a friend, or if you need an enemy, or you just want to, you know, blow off some steam, hit us up. You know, send us a Twitter uh, at sweetness one with uh, six E's in that sweet or at horror house two. You can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the Facebook page at whorehouse. You could even leave us a voicemail. If you go to anchor.fm forward slash whorehouse, and then we can hear your voice telling us whatever it is you want to tell us. If you do that, please let us know if it's okay to play your voice on the air. Maybe we'll make you a big-time star. And uh, rate us on wherever you're listening. If they allow ratings, give us a rating. Give us one of them old ratings. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And finally, spread the word. Load Horror House up on your phone, your tablet, uh, your smart uh, TV. Uh, load it up on that. Throw it at your friend. Xbox Series X, Let, X Series, yeah. Uh, PlayStation Five. Uh, maybe you're a hot tech guy and you got the PlayStation Seven already. Just load it up. And Whatever throw it you got, get it out there. Get us out there. Um. With that said, Dave, what have you been watching since last we've spoken? So, um, we talked about this, I think it was in the heart of season two. Um, we talked about a little show on the shutters called channel zero. Yes. Uh, I, yes. We, we had given up on the second season. It just, it just 
Never Which really... one was the second one? The, was that the the haunted house, and then she comes out. Oh, or, you know, yeah, but, yeah. It, it, we and maybe we just didn't give enough time. It just never really kind of took off for us. So right. we've actually gone back and we are watching season three, which um, is the the peaches meets um, episodes or the staircase or what it, uh, the Rutger Howard oh, season, um, right? Which. At the end of the first episode, when Rutger Hauer made his a- appearance, spoiler alert for something that's, I don't know how old. <laughs> I was thrilled to see Rutger Hauer um, because, uh, you know, Rutger Hauer's a national treasure. Um, yeah. The, the Blade Runners, man. Yeah, that, talk about a fan base. That movie. Anyways. Uh, I've not watched that season yet. The, uh, I think when I watched, uh, watched them on shutter, they had only got to the end of season two and had yet to put the third one on there. Okay. Um, but man, that first season now top, top, top stuff. Some of that really liked it. Yeah. The, the first season was really good that the, um, uh, that's the one with the, uh, creepy, TV show with the with the pirate cove or whatever yeah. they call it, Adventure Cove yep. or some shit. Yeah, that one was really good. Um, I'm I'm digging season three a whole lot. So I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, also, one night after Stella had rolled over, um, you told me that a little secret about uh, your wife might be having a little vertigo. Oh, uh, I might have watched 1960s Psycho. By Alfred Hitchcock, who also uh, who also directed Vertigo. Um, yeah, well, you know, I, did, I I admittedly I, I fell asleep, but the, uh, the shame God, shame what a what a <laughs> pussy. Um, but the start of it really, it's it's been a long time since I'd watched it, and I I don't think enough kind of credit is given to. One, the tonal shift, which we'll talk about tonight as well, because mm-hmm. it starts out at kind of a crime caper. You know, she she makes the theft. Is she going to get away? The the there is some very you get these very outdated sexist stereotypes. I mean, the thing was put made in 1960, but also right, right. you see how forward thinking this was that the woman would be so bold she'd make the move to to get the money, take the money and run i mean you know there's there's a lot of groundwork here for that really pushed the envelope uh, of how a female character could be written um big week i also watched hellboy the 2019 version um I love part of that. The uh, when all the monsters are out is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things in movies. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That's like hell unleashed in like the coolest way. I I fucking loved it. I loved I, that. I loved the part when he was fighting the giants. I mean, I it was is very tongue in cheek, and, mm-hmm. and um, but I I just loved it. It, it reminded me of. There, there's a nostalgia-ish feel to that, um, but I, I, I liked it. I, I don't think 
in in total. I don't think in total (laughs) the movie is as good as the original Hellboy's movies. But um, but there's plenty to work with here. I thought it was it was it was perfectly viable movie. I liked it. I I'm a big fan of the comics when, when me and you were in our mm-hmm. comic go going to getting days i was always getting the the trade paperback like the collections and damn i would love a hellboy series mm-hmm. but that's a discussion for another time we may have to come back and do an episode just on hellboy that'd be rad yeah i, I got into the hellboy comics back in the day through lobo so when lobo first right. come out man lobo was my boy those that was some funny shit and he had some crossover with Hellboy, so that's how I kind of got into the Hellboy stories. Um, but you know, an excellent, excellent story. Some pretty, pretty decent movies. Um, we're a little bit late getting started tonight than I wanted, and partly because we watched Moon Knight episode two tonight. Uh, right on. Um, but we had to watch it tonight, Chris. You have to understand. Oh, For, I understand. Forgive me. We had to watch it tonight because I didn't get home in time to watch it last night because I we went to the movie understand. theaters to watch Morbius. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> how how are you feeling after Morbius? Is we'll get to Moon Knight in a second. How do you feel about Morbius? It's it's a it's a perfectly good horror superhero movie, and that. We still don't. Brightburn is still the best superhero horror that we have. Right. Um, the the New Mutants, you know, didn't quite land. This this was better than New Mutants. I felt like it was more accessible. It landed better. Mm-hmm. You can really tell it. It's it's in association with Marvel films. It's not a Marvel movie. It's a Sony movie. And right. you really tell... I, I don't know who is digging deep into the earth to mine the, the attitude and the humor that goes into an MCU movie. But but there's just a, there's just a pizzazz. There's just a relatability. And there's just... You know, it's not Marvel movies are not slapstick at all. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't cry at slapstick movies like I cried <laughs> at the start of fucking Endgame. You know, um, if 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 not if I cried at the end, start of Endgame, it would have been totally justified. So I'm saying, fuck you. I mean, anyone who says different. But yeah, it's a whole. I mean, that's how life is, though. Like everybody. I mean, we always are trying to make each other laugh in some kind of a way or be lighthearted and, you know, and then it's punctuated with those kind of moments that are, you know, either super sad or that. Yeah. And then, I mean, that make, I think that makes sense. Um, so, and I'm not saying Morbius didn't have any humor, but it, but it, it just, it lacks something that the MCU movies have bottled up. I don't know if mm -hmm. Feige made a deal with the devil or what? Um, but the, it lacked something that the that the MCU specific movies have. Now, going forward, so, Jared Leto did a good job. 
I know that was going to be your next question. I feel like, uh, he, sure. He, he was a shit Joker, and I don't <laughs> I still care. You have to watch that. Yeah, it. No I, interest. I mean, no interest. I, it it was decent. That was that was a decent movie. The first the first Suicide Squad. I don't know. One of them has the and one of them. Yeah, whatever. I'm not jacking off over the title. That the the Jared Leto Suicide Squad. Don't watch it for the Joker parts because it's fucking not a good Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but this he did he did good he did good he he pulled off the serious well he pulled off the superhero transformation and I thought well um, there are some things about it that are visually stunning. The C, some there are some CGA that is just. I think we've talked about CG several times, and if it's just not nailed, it yeah. just kind of stands out. If you don't fucking right. nail it, there's some cool visuals where they've delayed this two years. They have no excuse at this uh, point for yeah. bad CG. There's some visuals that are really cool, like. There, there's action, and then it it pauses and does the slow mo, and then goes straight back into the action, then pause to the slow mo, and it, mm-hmm. some of the shots, some of the things they do are fucking beautiful. But what stands out is the is the CG character in in those parts. Just really, I don't know, man. I don't know if they tried to <laughs> skip the motion capture and just CG it? I, I don't know what they did, but it just doesn't land, man. But all, overall, the movie is good. It's fucking dark. It's fucking vampires. Um, the last you know month and a half, Stella and I have really been on a, a classic monsters kick. Ever since we did the, the Son of Frankenstein show, we've been on a classic monsters kick where we've looked for vampire movies. We've looked for Werewolf movies, I mean, mm-hmm. th- those things are, they may not be in style from time to time, but they're always classic. Those things stand the, the test of time. You know, there's, uh, style is classic, it's not trendy. And vampires and werewolves are always cool when they're done right. So, there is, they're just that element is really cool in here. The guy that played the villain, it did a great job. Um, so it's not that this, like I said, there's just something lacking in the CG, but enough of, enough okay. of the Morbius podcast. Um, I yield the rest of my time to the gentleman also from, uh, James County. <laughs> um, I know that I watched things and I know that I, with my eyes, it was like inputted into the canals of my like eye sockets and through the nerves and all that whatever bullshit. Um, retention is uh, not so much. Uh, I don't I don't know what I watched, um, but I know that I did watch. So uh, I did watch Moon Knight, the second episode. Um, okay, Mister Knight. Yes. Woo! Yes, I was super excited when he when he came out. Uh I, I hope he makes mm, another appearance. That he got if, to. Got if to. That's I've been reading the comics for that too and uh, I need more Mr. Knight. 
I, I don't want to. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But yeah. if anybody, I mean, they're using promo pictures for Mister Knight, so I ain't even yeah, tweeting yeah. that. But yeah, Mister Knight is. Well, I thought. God damn! I thought it's for awesome. a minute there there was a um uh I read it as a graphic novel storyline that I thought they were going with, and I thought. What are we gonna get that here? That seems so insane. But I was also ready to be along for the ride. I, I don't think we're getting that. I, it might have just been a kind of a shout out to that storyline. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that right now. But what it's cool. I'm if about, you but. if you like if you like the Moon Knight or even are intrigued, do check it out. Uh, at least episode two. It's cool so far. Um, that said, uh, I think it's time. Uh, we talk about a little bit of society. I think it's time. Well, let, let's talk about uh, Anchor.fm and make a little money first. And we're back talking about uh, 1989's society. Or 1992. Depends on where you come from. <laughs> uh, now, I, I was confused at first. I kept seeing like both dates kick around. So Yeah, it's not. that doesn't seem to be so much a th- Thing now with uh i guess everything the internet and the digital all that uh these staggered releases don't really seem to be a thing that exists this day and age or i never notice it when it is but like looking back at a lot of these horror movies that that was a pretty common thing um i don't i don't know why but i mean it's just Maybe it was like to try to correct the course from like this release to that release. They're like, oh, we'll just kind of mark it a little bit different to this other country and then we can rake in the money or something. I, I would love to know if anybody has some insight on that. Uh, Maybe that's the le- predecessor for what we have now where like, oh, we're going to the version we release in China. We have to you know leave this out and the, the version we're right. going to release in Europe. We're going to leave this out, you know, so yeah. So let's uh let's talk about some society, which uh this was your pick, Dave. Uh what uh let's just uh first let's go down uh I guess there's no nostalgia road for this one because it's both it's kind of fairly new to both of us, really, because I've watched it in the last five-ish years was when it first came up to me, but uh Certain imagery I did see before mm-hmm. and never really knew what it was from <laughs> until uh, this came about. And I finally watched the movie and it's, uh, wow. it's, it's a little bit of a wow. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts on this are like off the wall. I don't, I, I'm just confused. And we're just gonna have to talk this bitch out. So, uh, so I I talked uh, uh, just a second ago. I briefly made mention of uh, the tonal shift that occurs in Psycho, where you have this kind of caper movie. The you know is she is she gonna get away with the theft? Are the are the police after her? And then it turns into a horror movie, right? Um. I, Maybe it's not quite as dr- dramatic, like a theme shift, because it always feels like a, uh, 
a horror-ish movie, but I think they they tried to set up a little bit of uh, old Bill Whitney. Maybe he's maybe he's got the bad brain. Uh, right, right. You know, is he thinks everyone's out to get him? He thinks his own family doesn't accept him. And of course, I mean, why would your family? not accept you of course your family accepts you and loves you for who you are and you know they kind of did that with the sister her being kind of on his side but uh kind of kind of that bridge i guess uh in between the the parents that absolutely weren't (laughs) seemingly on his side um but 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 you could easily write that off you could right and you could easily write this parents off as they're just this these 80s yuppie parents they're disconnected um they're like the they're like the super accomplished we've got to one up the joneses family the nannies raise our kids we play racquetball (laughs) right um the sister even when she's being sweet to him it's it's creepy sweet it doesn't yeah it's not it's just not right. And then, you know, somewhat early on, we get that scene of him. What was he? He was going looking for suntan lotion, goes into the bath, his sister's bathroom, which yes. is first off. It's like, what are you doing? Like chill. What are you just wait, wait, right. <laughs> you did can you wait need, five minutes. Did you need the, yeah. taint, the, the sunscreen that bad? Oh my God. You are not going to get Skin cancer that fast, Whitney. Chill out. But he goes in and sees. I thought this was actually not bad, and it's kind. Of, it kind of does that play on a, you know, the shower scene. Like, oh, we're getting to see the blonde, and she's got no clothes on in the shower. Woo! But yep. then it does like the, oh shit, she's got the, she's got the a front front in the back. Yeah, she's got like, a front butt. What the fuck is this? I thought that was really cool. I really liked that. Um, and of course, like. Uh, I just have a feeling that Mr. Whitney, Mr. Bill would have been, uh, would have been looking anyway, just the, just the, just the way he is. I know he's kind of our hero, but he ain't my hero. I, he, I don't, I don't like this guy. I don't trust him. Don't trust society. I don't trust Bill Whitney. Um, they, they, they are trying to set up that paranoid. Yeah. Attitude. Like, is he crazy? Is something going on? Um, there are several times where he sees things, um, but then they like the, the hallucinations go away immediately. Yeah. So you don't know if it's real or if it's not. He sees a psychiatrist who seems like a, a nice guy. Um his sister's creepy ex-boyfriend. I, I don't know how that um ever got to be her ex-boyfriend. Like she yeah. is clearly outside of Blanchard's Yeah. League. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, uh, the thing that I noticed, and I think anybody watching uh, should uh, take note of uh, early into the film. Um, so, you know, you got Bill Whitney in this uh, kind of paranoid, like, uh, you know, is this a secret society? Like, what what is this shit going on? His second biggest problem in this film, aside from that, are apples. More specifically, finishing an apple. <laughs> They're... More specifically, finishing 
apples at the psychiatrist's office. He fucking gets a, a apple, takes a bite, and there's worms in it, like you said, having the visions. And then later comes in, uh, takes a bite of an apple, looks at it, all pleased because there's no worms, and like he feels like he's kind of making some progress. And then he places it back in the fucking fruit bowl. Yep. Bill Whitney is beyond a double dipper. I am appalled. <laughs> Could you imagine the next patient comes in and grabs that apple? Yeah, the, uh, god damn, that's gonna make that's it, imagine if they're worse off than like fucking paranoid Bill Whitney was. That's gonna, I mean, scar maybe the yeah, maybe life. the psychiatrist is doing this on purpose to get uh some repeat business. Maybe do you think there's an alternative ending out there where at the end it's all just um, it was all in his mind, and you find out like the psychiatrist is finally like. Bill, you suffer from uh, fructophobia, which is the fear of fruit, <laughs> and uh, we're going we're going to give you some medication. You'll be fine. Raise him a prescription, and Bill lives a long, fruitful life, and everybody moves on their way. You know what? Uh, Much less I mean, interesting movie, but uh, more uh, able to be shown on network television in the day. So. Yep. Maybe. So, speaking of Bill Whitney, it's played by Bill Warlock, who is the son of Dick Warlock. And, of Michael uh, Myers fame. Yeah, and Bill actually was in Halloween 2. Um, yep. He was, he's got a pretty lengthy IMDb. Um, he's got some know, 38 credits. actors credits. He played, I think, in every iteration of Baywatch. He I was in, he was in Baywatch. He, he was in Baywatch Nights. Room, he, he was in the TV movie been. Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding. So. I the only thing I remember from Baywatch is uh, what probably most people remember, and David Hassel, David ha- Hasselblad. <clears throat> Don't hassle the Hoff. Yeah, that dude. Um, so maybe uh, Mr. Bill Warlock was off in the background or something. I, when you're uh, competing with, you know, breasts and then Hasselhoff uh, breasts, I, you're going to take a backseat. Um, my thing with uh, Bill Warlock is, and I think I told you this already, but uh, if he had been, if, uh, you know, if he had been a rapper back in the day, he absolutely should have used the name Lil Stamos. I will no. stand by this. If he ever decides to make a, a comeback and do, as a rapper, use that name. Uh, Lil Stamos. I got a square chin. It's got a dimple. My house ain't full, bitch. I got room for... I don't know. I ain't no rapper. But yeah. My eyes, my eyes are deep. It. Why don't you jump in? <laughs> um... And I mean, can we talk about the line or do you want to wait for a minute? Well, have at it. Uh, this is up there for me in best worst movie lines. And it's fuck you, butthead. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it, 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 amazing. It, I don't. It's so simplistic. And it pays off so well after. It had to be written just for the gag, right? 
Right? It, it had to, because it's it feels too forced. Like you're throwing a fuck you, and then you follow that up with butthead. Yeah, it's so like hard R to G real quick. <laughs> it's jarring in the in the structure of it. Like fuck you, butthead. And he says it with such conviction too. It's. It's and then it's more emotion that he puts in at the end of the movie. So I mean, <laughs> I, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, right. I love the line, but at the same time, I'm just like, there had to be another way. Fuck you, asshole. Why not that? Yeah, I mean, and you could pull off the same uh, joke. Uh, yeah, the same yeah. visual gag later. Um, a side but, note. Side note on uh, old Bill Warlock's uh, career, he also has stunt double credits oh, in yeah? one episode of Mork and Mindy, which is wow. Not, like most people don't think of Morton, Mork and Mindy as being a stunt heavy show, but um, <laughs> it's when there. you got to get back to freaking Orc or wherever, you, you got to get a stunt or two in there, I guess. Um, so let's, uh, talk about, so, uh, Bill Whitney is running for student like president of the something or other student, whatever. Yeah. It's so, it's weird. Like there's not an adult in the high school, apparently. (laughs) Cause I've never seen, I, 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 I went to a public high school. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest one in the world, but there I was never in an assembly full of students that just students didn't have any adults <laughs> somewhere around, and especially a debate running for like some kind of student council. Oh yeah, you know, president or whatever, whatever they're running for. Uh, I never, I never once sat through one of these. Uh, plenty of other fucking stupid bullshit assemblies, but never one for. Uh, these things, which I always see in movies, but I never experienced one. I I ran for student body president my freshman year of high school, um, on a dare, and my speech because we got it all together. I'm thrust up on the stage because I, on a dare I raised my hand. So suddenly, <laughs> I'm running for student body president with any with no preparation. And get up there, and everyone's got like a little speech they do, and they're so committed. Like, uh, if you elect me student body president, I will make sure the children in Ethiopia will never be starving again. It's like, okay, you're student body president <laughs> of a fucking high school in nowhere, Indiana, right? You know what? Are, what are what kind of what are you campaign promising? Because there's nothing to campaign promise. Uh. You know. So my entire campaign speech was three words. I literally got up there, took a long, dramatic pause, surveyed the audience, threw my hands in the air with some horns up, and just shouted, Vote for me! And that was it. (laughs) That was it. I was done. They had the election. I finished in third place. And I never went to a student uh, body meeting ever. Ah, uh, 
As far as I know, hell, I might still be like the treasurer of the school. I've never <laughs> abdicated my fucking throne, so who knows? You know, I don't know. Maybe don't you know should go back works. one day and be like, uh, you know, I, I just want to check on my uh, standing, <laughs> my political right. standing. <laughs> right. Uh, just walk through the line and eat, and like grab some poor kid's fucking French fries off his tray, and just be like, "Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am, motherfucker?" So. Yeah. You never you, know it could work. You never know. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be like, we have Dave making announcements today because he is uh, a student body treasurer for the last. <laughs> uh, here he's he's here to do his his job now. I I should I should find out like somehow when they're having a student body council meeting, and just go to the school at that time, just like go into the meeting, kick the doors open <laughs> and be like, I demand parlay as former treasurer. <laughs> oh man. That, that would be, that would be good shit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, secret societies, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, Things start to happen. Like, there are things going around. Uh, the um, the boyfriend, the sister's boyfriend, uh, Blanchard. I just called his name and Blanchard. I forgot it that quick. Uh, David Blanchard. He uh, tells him, he you know, he's got a bit recording. I, I, I taped this. I bugged your sister, her earring. And yeah. uh, I got this recording. Um, uh, that seems fishy to me. You know that that it, you could do that in uh, 1989, right? The way he did it, but anyway, he you know he maybe he's some you know smart dude that's just a big slob. But his sister was uh, apparently in her coming out party. They're going to have an orgy. She's talking about doing it with mom and doing it with dad and doing it with everybody at the party. Yeah, and um, it's you know. There's really not a whole lot of nudity in the movie. You, you know, some, some, you know, uh, a butt shot in some underwear, uh, a bra with her little perkies. Um, but there's not a whole lot of blatant nudity, but there is a whole lot of sex talk and sexuality. And mm. it's all on the creepy side. She's talking about. Fucking her mom. She's talking about fucking her dad. She's talking about fucking everybody at the party. <laughs> fucking the host of the yeah. party. Um. So, um. But he takes it. He takes the tape to the the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist don't, is like, man, don't you know what time? It's quitting time. I don't have time to listen to your um uh, uh, tape. But my biggest question when I watched this was how big is this town like geographic because he leaves the beach it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and he doesn't get to the psychiatrist's office until it's dark at night um did he walk the whole way <laughs> it just yeah it's 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 a trope that annoys me in movies like oh we need it to be late so we'll just make it be late Right. 
And, it's like and, when you play video games uh, in this day and age, when it's like, you know, you go to the quest person and it's like, and then it shows a shot up of the sky and it shows it like fast forward time to get tonight or get today, whichever it needs. And then it picks, picks it back up. It's like, come on. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's annoying as fuck is what it is. But the, but the psychiatrist finally agrees. Look, I'll listen to your tape. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk about it. So when he comes back tomorrow, the doctor plays the tape. And they're not talking about fucking, Chris. They're talking about dancing. Yeah. Come on, you fucking pervert. Um, Me? <laughs> I mean, I- anyone who thought they were talking about fucking. Oh, Bill right. Bill Whitney. Right. Bill Whitney, a.k.a. Lil Stamos. <laughs> A.K.A. Can we just call him Lil Stamos for the rest of the episode? Lil Stamos. Okay. I was going to say he's kind of a combination of Big Lots, Michael J. Fox, and Big Lots, Tom Cruise, if they had a baby. That was also a Big Lots version. The Um, mullet really sets me off on the Stamos, though. It's that mullet. It's a little mullet. It's a baby mullet. He's a little mullet. Yeah, but a, a, a mullet for Lil Stamos, so yeah, little, uh, little Stamos. Stamos is obviously a pervert. But and so, but other things start happening. He wants another tape, so Blanchard's going to meet him with another tape, and there's a car accident, and um, there's his a, friend Milo is kind of stalking him. Yeah, it, Milo's not really in it, but I mean, it makes you wonder if he is in it the way he. Is like right up his ass, stalking him. But or maybe, <laughs> maybe Milo's just you know in love with Lil Stamos. Who wouldn't be? Perhaps who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't be in love with Lil Stamos? Yeah, you know. If the house ain't full, let's see if we can make it full. Stamos, Lil Stamos. Yeah, yeah. let's Whatever. fill it up. Fill that house. <laughs> let's fill that house, man. Uh, but the um, his was it a jeep? He was driving. I forget. Yeah. Whatever it was, yep. it was off the off the road, like. For sure, off the road where you wouldn't find it easily, um, and like he just walks right the fuck up to it like it ain't no thing. <laughs> yeah, no, the, he's definitely whole... he's definitely in love with uh, with Lil Stamo. Yeah, like the that whole part, and then um, he comes. What what is the sequence of events? I'm kind of forgetting. Like he leaves. The scene of the cry, the scene of the accident for a second, Lil Samos does, and comes back to it, and then it's it's a completely different car. The cops are there, and they're like, "Oh, this is this ain't what you thought it was." Stupid little yeah, Samos. He's like, "There was blood, you know. Petrie died. They slit his neck." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you mean this red scarf? You mistook this red scarf yes. for blood?" <laughs> no, no, I'm I have eyeballs that function. Nobody is mistaking a red scarf oh for God. blood. Yeah. Which I, I I think tweaked a little bit. Like they could have really like leaned into that. Like, is he crazy? Is he not crazy? But you know, some of these movies, it's hard to get that, you know, because you already know some of the imagery going into it. So it kind of ruins it a little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't if, know and if, if it, he was if he was crazy, there's there's not much story here. Yeah. It's got a something has to come out on the other end, or what's what's it all for? 
Right. But then they, you get they, a fucking art house movie where you're like, why did I watch this? <laughs> yeah. If they made like there's some danger. So okay, there's there's a danger if he's right, but there's some other danger if he's wrong. Then you have some mm-hmm. tension. So right. when there's no tension, there's no consequence if he's wrong except oh he's embarrassed. Move on. Then there's no stakes to that side. So you know everything has to that it's gotta be accurate. I I do want to talk about the party scene where he first meets um Clarissa. For one, Clarissa is one and let me say I'm I'm allowed to say this because I'm a feminist. Clarissa is one hot slut. <laughs> she wants to she wants a little bit of little Stamos. She wants to fill that house with little Stamos. Uh may as bad at least as bad as Milo wants to fill it up. Um, but they go to a party. She's She gets, I mean, she's like ready to get naked. She gets naked. She's got that weird contorted body again, like like his yeah. sister had in the shower. Yeah. I, I didn't think it quite played as well. Like, it, it was easy to miss if you didn't know, you know, that... I just didn't think it played as well because we've kind of seen that gag. Right, I could have right. seen something else. What I would have maybe, what I would have shown to show like something's going on is while they're kissing and making out, maybe she, maybe me an extra arm is in there somewhere or mm-hmm. something like that instead of just the twisted torso. We already saw the twisted torso. You know, you you can't you can't build the house twice with the same joke. Uh that's called beating a dead ba- bag of badgers, and we're <laughs> past that. Um, but, but that dickhead Ferguson comes in, and uh, or that this is before the sexy time in it. Is it before the sexy time? I think so. Like he goes to talk to slutty girl, and Ferguson's like, "No, we're gonna show you, Whitney," and they throw him in the pool, like. Was Ferguson like the dude throwing the party? Was he that guy? I think it was his party. Yeah, I think it was his party. Was he oh was he the was one that, that uh Lil Stamos' girlfriend was like, You need to get us invited to his party. Or I'm gonna break up with you. That guy? Yeah. Was that Ferguson? I think so. I think and so. And what Um, let's get to that for a second. So he goes up to Ferguson on the beach and he's like, Hey, um, you know of anything going on this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it killed yeah. me. I'm like, that's that's how that's how you're going in. And Ferguson's like, nope, I don't know shit. I don't know nothing going on. He's like, oh man. Uh, well, if you if you hear anything going on this 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 weekend, uh, just I guess let would you let me know? He's like, I'll I'll send you a telegram. <laughs> I'm like, this is '89, not like fucking 1929. What are the Them's fighting words. Right. And if, Stamos, and, get in there. What are you doing? If they really... Because Ferguson did a pretty good job of being a dick. Yeah. Yeah, he did. But he did. why couldn't he just be like, uh, I'm, in fact, I do know, Whitney, I'm having a fucking party and you're not coming. Yeah. You're still a dick. I mean, you didn't... You know, you didn't... Ha- you weren't coy or anything. In fact... Uh, the real, the real alpha move would to be invite, uh, the girlfriend, uh, Shauna. Yeah. 
Yeah. Invite the girlfriend and not not uh, Lil Stamos be like, uh, Lil Stamos, you can't come, but blonde boobies can. <laughs> oh, since I'm also a feminist, can I call Shauna a uh, incessant asshole slut? Yeah. Oh, she's so fucking whiny. <laughs> whiny, incessant whiny asshole slut. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's legal. I can say that. Yes. Se- oh, only because we're feminists. Only because. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, we. Uh, what part do you want to talk about next? Like this. Uh, this movie so, is wild. Yeah, so There's so much so, to talk about, but like, guys, well, let's let's just recap up to the coming out party. Now, there's some paranoia. Bill, either everyone is in on this something against Bill, or they're not. Who knows? But you know they are. I mean, it's not. They don't do a very good job of setting this <laughs> up. I don't feel like. Right. But the big day comes, and he decides. I don't, I don't care. Like he he goes to Clarissa's house even and her part of the yeah, clearly something's going on is her fucking fat ass mom chewing on hair all the goddamn time. Oh and yeah. With the I clown make it just was so out of place. Oh, that's my mom. Don't worry about her. And then she comes in looking like fucking booger from <laughs> fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Like, but, oh, wow. I forgot about her. Holy shit. And can she even speak? Because I, I don't feel like... Th- I don't think she does. I don't think she does. Uh, yeah, what What fucking weird... That That's another one of those just, like, weird... Like, decisions. What is this? <laughs> um, Always eating hair. Never talking. She She's weird. She's... I, I don't I, I really don't know. This just comes out of nowhere. It's just it doesn't fit. It's it's almost like uh We, we see need... her before this. I forget yeah. exactly where, but we we at least got a glimpse of her mom before this. Her hulking feminine phys- physique was present somewhere. Um maybe that the at Ferguson's party actually. Um we see her just kind of bumble in and then it's like, what the fuck was she? What is that? Yep. And that, that, that feeling never leaves. Yeah. We're going to have to come back to her in a second, but, but the paranoia builds and then Bill's had enough. He's going to crash Jenny's coming out party. And, um, he, he does, but as soon as he walks in, like the lights come up and they put a fucking like dog collar thing around his neck and wrestle him to the ground. And everybody's just laughing in his face. Like, ah, Bill, the joke's on you. <laughs> and, and this is where the shoe drops. And this is, this is where this mo- movie is, um, is, uh, getting the grind. You know, this is, this yeah. is where the movie pays off. Yeah. And this is every image you've seen of this movie. Probably. Any, I mean, anybody listening this far has probably already watched the movie, but probably the thing that sent you on your journey to actually watch this movie comes from this part, as as everybody knows. So yeah, uh, Blanch Blanchard's still alive. 
Yeah, uh, wow, he, he, wow, which, hey, man. Uh, which we, we yeah, we kind of <laughs> glossed over the Blanchard's funeral. Like when he's like, oh, oh yeah. He pushes was... it like it's a plaster thing. And his cheek caves in slightly. Yeah, and it's, it's like, just oh, fucking... that was, that was a, what? Couldn't they like... just have had a closed casket? Right? I mean, they really fucking puttied that dude up to to get him out there. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. I, 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 mad respect to the morticians there doing doing God's work. But, yeah. But he, so but, he's but, not dead. He's not dead. But he's, that, he's not dead, but they make an example of him. And you find out Mill yeah. has uh, been adopted or, or taken in by his family. That's not really his family. And they just took him in to groom him for this day to be a sacrifice. So they show up first with Blanchard and uh, the judge and everybody in town. They start getting naked and they start uh, as penetrating. One <laughs> as you do at a social <laughs> gathering. And they start penetrating Blanchard. Um, yes. Not with penises. Although not with not penises. And not just with fingers. Like they're digging their fingers into his belly, into yeah. his face. Not where there's orifices, but just no, wherever. No. Just wherever. <laughs> um, and it it's... I think that's one of the most striking parts of the movie, is them... Whatever you call that, they're doing I, I to him. I think the shunting. They called it shunting. Shunt. That's right, shunting. What does uh, that fucking mean, Dave? I don't know. I, I hate think that. some... They were like, what, "What can we, what can we call this?" I, I, I don't know. Well, uh, and then they watched um, how it's built. Got high and watched how it's built on the the Discovery Channel, and they were like, "And and, and the aquifer shunts water away from the river." And he's like, "That's it, man. We'll call it shunting." I've got my fucking movie, bro. Yeah. Done. Okay. Oh, so, so uh, I just searched it on Google. Shunt. Uh, push or pull, uh, parentheses, a train or part of a train from the main line to a siding or from one track to another. What the push fuck does or, that have to do with it? Push or okay. shove someone or something, direct or divert someone or something to a less important place or position. And then the second definition is provide an electrical current with a conductor joining two points of a current through which more or less of the current may be diverted. I don't know what the fuck I just said, Dave. But it's, uh it's um I, I think the one the one you talked about the diversion to a lesser um importance, it something like that. Read that uh -huh. one again. Uh that had to do with the push or pull. Uh this was a direct or a divert someone or something to a less important place or position. Okay, so that part makes the most sense because I think clearly the society talks about, you know, we're not aliens from another planet. Oh fuck. No, 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 Dave. We've, I've got, we've I've been got here better. with you your whole life, but we're, this is how they show, this is how they demonstrate their dominance over people is by, um, in, in Ferguson's words, sucking them off. We suck off the poor. I have, the, I have the definition, and it's a medical thing here that I didn't see. Oh, okay. In medicine, 
A shunt is a hole or small passage that moves or allows movement of fluid from one part of the body to another. And the term may describe okay. either congenital or acquired shunts. Acquired okay. shunts may be either biological or mechanical. So, there you go. Okay. Shunt. Um, what a terrible word, though. I hate. Sh- I hate shunting. I never want to be involved in it. Uh, please, no, no shunting for this guy. Get the shotgun. We're going shunting. <laughs> no bird shunt. Please. Uh, no bird shunt at the shunting range. You will be banned. Um, um, but yeah, just the reaching into bodies, but not pulling out to like eat like zombies and shit is bonkers. It's like weird. they meld with him and absorb his life force yeah. in some way. And the, the judge is the worst because he comes up and he like fucking fist, fist shot <laughs> uh, Blanchard's fart box and reaches all the way up through his body and out his fucking mouth. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to kick your ass so hard you're going to smell the shit on my boot. Uh, he did. but with Taken to a literal extreme. Yeah. Uh, when when he gets... Yeah, when he gets loose, he I mean he witnesses all this and then he gets loose. He runs upstairs, runs into a bedroom. I I don't know what where he thought he was going. Like he tried to get out the door, I guess, but then he gets upstairs, goes into just happens to go into his parents' bedroom where he earlier found his dad, his mom, and his sister in various stages of undress, giving each other massages. And Getting ready they for their are, own shunting adventures. Yes. They have now conjoined <clears throat> into one body. Yes. And we um, we get the line. We get we get to come back to the line. We get the call back finally. Yes. His, the, his uh, dad is um imagine a fully grown man in doggy style position, and his face is where his butthole and taint should be. Yeah. And it's and, squeezed looking. It looks stretched and squeezed at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's terrible. Cronenberg <laughs> uh, would be proud of, of this. Yeah, 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 he would. Uh, uh, um, And e- everything, we should say, during the shunting and during this part, everything is like, I don't know how many gallons of KY jelly they right. use to pull these shots off, but everything is slimy and shiny. Dude, the the actors in this part, uh, and I I don't know if this is true, but I don't know that it's not. <laughs> as far as I know, they're still covered in KY jelly because it did not wash off yet. I, I I have no reason not to believe that. I'm yeah, yeah. Um, and screaming mad George, whose name comes up a lot in uh 80s makeup and stuff uh was involved i don't know if he was the head of makeup or if he was just involved in it but he uh was involved with the makeup for uh these scenes in society and i mean he's been in you know he's he's in a lot he was in uh, a couple different nightmare on elm streets um uh bride of reanimator a couple 
Silent Nights. He had he he's he's did his work, but he was he was in there. He was in the KY. Uh, he was in the uh, Buttheads. <laughs> uh, doing doing the work. Um, and he did uh, Screaming Mad George deserves a shout out. Uh, he probably ain't getting the shout outs that Savini and stuff are are, are usually getting. So got to got to shout out the Mad George. Yeah, uh, the the effects here are are good. Um, they're it's it's just so wild everything and there's yeah, it's it's not just a murder. It's it everything comes off as not just a murder. It's a murder rape, like it it's it's creepy but as fuck. Not just uh, like sexual rape, just like completely. Just completely beyond, like you're just your entire being raped. <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Uh, this movie, um, where did do you know where you first heard of this from? I, I've seen the butthead image around a lot, uh, but yeah. it, I didn't always place it with anything. And then I would say. Probably last year, in the last year, I, I've seen some stuff about um, re- relating this movie and They Live, which we also did this season, and some of those movies and those conspiracy theories to what people, like there are people who really believe like the lizard people conspiracies and shit like that. Right. Um, and compare it to that. Which I, we probably should talk about a little bit. Um, you know, they live and this do have that theme of like the people controlling everything. They're not like us. They're not like your average everyday person. Uh-huh. They're different. They're feeding on us. They're controlling us in some way. Now, in uh, they live, it's very much more psychological. They're they're controlling us and and through subliminal messages and, and they're not sticking their fist up of our ass. Right. And in this, <laughs> they're physically feeding on our life form and our right. life force. So, um, there's some subtle differences, but the themes are the same. Um, we might have to come back around to like a secret society, like, uh, kind of like our cryptids, like our researched episodes. Yeah. That and, would be uh, very interesting. So yeah, us going down two different uh, kind of paths and seeing where we meet would be would be cool. Uh, let us know uh, if that's something you would like us to hear uh, in season four because uh, we're don't about know if to you wrap know this. this bitch up. Yeah, season three, one more episode, folks. Next week, uh, we'll we'll get we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. Um, we we still got this movie to wrap up. Yeah. Um, but so. Uh, Final thoughts uh well on uh on we st- we we didn't talk about the climax. You know, Bill Whitney is um beside himself. The slut girl is there and Ferguson is he's not a feminist. He says hurtful things and it's not okay cuz he's not a feminist. Um, <laughs> and um you know Bill 
little little Stamos is not having it. You know, he may be a gangster, but he's a gangster who respects bitches. And uh, so he's going to fight it out with Ferguson. You know, he's seen these things. They they must they look like they they're feeding on life force. They they have something going on. And for a while, Whitney is getting his ass kicked. And the most confusing thing in the whole movie is Ferguson goes in for the kiss. But I did I did not uh, bad brain these words. If you have not seen this movie, Ferguson goes in for the kiss. And while he's getting the kiss, then he goes for the the gut punch like like a cheap shot. But Whitney stops him and instead fist punch him and he fists all the way up to his head and grabs his, and turns him fucking inside out. And my question is kind of a how the how how did you do that? Yeah, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe this should could have been a efficiency of violence episode because I don't understand the creatures and power and their powers. I, I this could actually be an interesting efficiency of violence episode. <laughs> Maybe uh, we may have to come back to this one because I I do agree. Like, what do you fucking? Maybe you just throw in nades and hope for the best or something. Um, I, I don't know. Um, Blame or something like that, but. Or or you can fist him and turn him inside out. So uh, yeah. he fists Ferguson and turns him inside out, and then <laughs> and then nobody wants to get in his way after that. And so him and Milo and Slut, um, or maybe Milo's the Slut and Clarissa is not. I I don't know. Either one could be the Slut. They could both be Sluts. They go uh, get in the jeep and they drive off to live happily ever after in polyamorous bliss. The Hollywood Hills. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's a heavy element to to the themes of this, the the class warfare and stuff like that. And those things were big in the '80s because you know, mm. um, as much as some people look back fondly on the '80s, a lot of people don't. Uh, the '80s is where uh, the decade when the um. The unions lost a lot of their strength um, when you had uh, Reaganomics and you know the rise of trickle down economics, and which is bullshit. Trickle down economics does not work. Um, but those themes are really important for what's going on in society now. Um, you know there is a uh, a feeling of class warfare. What right. amazes me that is so different now than the eighties is how well like rich people elites have done to convince poor hillbillies that, you know, that they shouldn't be made to pay their share of taxes or, or whatever. So, yeah, they it's 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 really a topsy turvy. Like the rich people are telling people, uh, no, there's a whole class of people that are wanting to feed off of you, but it's they you know, it's not me, it's it's the other guys. 
you know, I'm one of the good Richies. Um, so it's a really weird time. So th- these, these types of themes and, and movies really should be making a comeback now. Um, so it just, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, they live this, uh, uh, next season we may have to do like a kind of like a secret society Okay. Kind of a kind of a researchy episode. We'll see where we land. If that's something that you're interested in, uh, let us know. Dave, tell them where they can let us know one more time. Uh, you can let us know on the tweetsters at sweetness one with six e's or at whorehouse two. You can email us whorehousepodcast at gmail dot com. Or go to the Whorehouse page on Facebook. Um, you could leave us a voicemail. You just go to anchor.fm forward slash Whorehouse. And uh, we get to hear your voice for a change. And please let us know if we can play your voice on the air. Um, but if not, you know, we could still give you a shout out. Um. Rate us on any platform you're listening to us on, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you name it. Uh, give us one of them old ratings. Um, and finally, load us up on the device of your choice and throw us at your friend. Or enemy, or acquaintance, or stranger, grandma. Yeah, at someone. And just spread the whorehouse word. The whorehouse gospel, if you will. Um, and yeah uh now that that's out of the way uh before we get to our our overall ratings dave one last thing that i wanted to bring up about society uh is uh mr brian usna who is no stranger to the horror house podcast we have talked about him uh a few few good times Uh i think uh we uh, he was a what was he on Dagon? Was he a producer or a, uh, I think he was a producer on Dagon, uh, which was a season two or was he the director? I can't, I think remember. he was the, a producer. He was producer on Dagon. Okay. Um, he directed and, return of living dead three silent night, deadly night Four. I, I thought five too, but maybe not. He was just a producer on five. And let uh, let us not forget one of the strangest uh, horror to pop culture uh, pairings, may- maybe of all time, is Brian Usna and Stuart Gordon being uh, writers for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, mm-hmm. which is still just crazy to me that. You know, they do, they do Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, I think after, I mean, uh, Stuart Gordon wasn't involved in society, but, you know, Reanimator and all that stuff. Uh, I think, yep. that, I think uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a year or maybe two after they did society. So that's, woo, maybe after society, yeah. they're like, you know what? Uh, we need, we I, need a, a palate cleanser. Yeah. Brian was like, Stuart, man. Let's just chill out for a second, can't we? <laughs> well, I mean, also, you know, Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, Warlock, right. Dolls, From Beyond, 
From Beyond, um, yes. Uh, if I could compare any movie to society, I feel like it would be From Beyond. Like the style of makeup and just like that weird gruesomeness. Without, without the, like the, gore. Without this. And without the themes. I, I, you know, um, the, the theme of From Beyond is much different. So the theme is yeah, different. Yeah. But the, oh, yeah. the, the visuals, the look is very much the same. Just he the, did the morphing and twisting and turning of flesh is um, Brian Usna. Yeah. Who's not worked in uh, several years. I hope he's doing good. Um, he's a horror icon as yep. far as I'm concerned. Um, we talked about little Stamos being Dick Warlock's son. Uh-huh. Brian's son is in the movie. He's credited as Jason and I'm not sure like, you know which one was Jason? So I, I, I didn't don't. care enough to go back and look. <laughs> right. um, but he he also was in Silent Night, Deadly Night Four, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. Which clearly uh, right, ready daddy's coattails here. We may have to get to the some of the Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, sequels. Um, maybe this year we'll see as the as the holidays roll back around. Yeah, or maybe we could just go back and revisit Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, and just focus um, on it. I I quit. I um, I Jenny, I want to call out Jenny <laughs> as there's something about this sitcom that seems to generate horror actors. Um, Jenny doesn't have a whole lot of credits to her name, but she appeared in an episode of Head of the Class. Yes. Chud 2! Yep. Yep. So, um, also an episode of Growing Pains. So, I liked um, on IMDb her her intro on I, IMDb for Patrice Jennings, uh, known for Society. Uh, okay, I agree. What I like about you, two thousand two film. So okay, that you know that's a whole role in a film. Mm-hmm. And Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero. I don't know how many episodes Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero had. She literally appeared in two episodes: one as the waitress, and one as customer so i don't think she's (laughs) known for her role right in beverly hills 90210 um i would say she is definitely more of a horror uh presence than than those yes now i do Um, want to talk about clarissa real quick though i don't know if you checked her out on imdb real quick though before Um, we leave head of the class uh Howard uh, Hessman, or Hess, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, the, the teacher in the first couple seasons, uh-huh. uh, just passed away end of January of this year. So, oh, rest give, in peace. Sweet given friends. a tip to uh, the teacher of some of uh, our horror um, casting people, fellows, ladies. Yeah, okay, whatever you call it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he provided us with some with some decent casting in these some of these '80s '90s flicks. So, okay, um, I I put it square on his shoulders. He did us a fine job. I am proud to have had him teach these people all about horror. I'm sure that's what it was mostly about. Um, I'm sh- I'm sure that's what it was but, behind the scenes. Uh, cheers um, to you, sir. Let's talk about uh, what you were talking about. Good night, Clarissa. sweet. Good night, sweet prince. Yes. Uh, Clarissa Devin Devasquez. I'm pretty sure spent some time as a Playboy model. Okay. Um, she wrote and directed a documentary called Be- Beyond the Centerfold. 
She starred in uh, or played in uh, House Two, um, one episode of Married with Children. Uh, I love the name of the episode. Her cups runneth over. <laughs> um, society, um, but also Toxic Avenger Four, Citizen Toxie. And uh, you know who could forget the the uh, classic pinup pinups in bondage video from two thousand one. So, you know, okay. and there you go. There you and, go. And and in society, the the classic line, um, what was it? What would you like in your? How do you like your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? Yes. Holy shit! Wow. Wow, that escalated quickly. Yeah. I forgot uh, about that. That yeah. was... I... I have no, I have no words for that. I still yeah, have, well, I have no words. Yeah, no. It's, um, it was, it was, it was a, a line that they hired a teenage girl to, to say. She's probably not a teenage girl. This movie, like all 80s movies, like every teenager is played by somebody in their 30s, except for Lil Stamos. Lil Stamos probably was in his 20s when he's, you know. Yeah. But. Yeah. God bless Lil Stamos. Um, Let's get to our overalls, Dave. Um, If there's nothing left on your end to talk about for this, uh, what is your overall rating and final thoughts for society? So, this is a cult classic film. Um, it, this is probably the true cult classic film. We we talk, we that gets thrown around a lot for like movies that became popular when they first came, when they maybe weren't so popular when they first came out. You know, that's sure that's a cult classic, but to me, more of a cult classic is. That uh, not everyone knows it. Writing that but the, line, but the people who know it really, right? Either really love it, like there's a hardcore small group of hardcore fans. Like, yeah, I mean, I I ha- one time heard Back to the Future called a cult classic. How can it be a what? cult classic when everybody fucking loves it? That's not a cult classic. Yeah, you know, every age group. <laughs> Right. Since right. then has yeah, yeah, there's there's no way. No way. So this is truly a cult classic though. I agree. Um, and it um it it leaves me scratching my head several times some of the just out of the blue shit decisions and the the terrible the terrible Sophie's choice. The terrible is it real or <laughs> is it not? They did a terrible job with that. Absolutely. But the payoff is really good. The themes are okay. And, and you know, there are there's enough interesting things here. The the visuals, the shower scene with, with the sister, it's it's creepy enough that he's in the shower, but the, the the what he sees behind the smoked glasses is even creepier. Um I I would have liked something different done with Clarissa later. But but you know being able to improve some things in hindsight do not mean the things that they did were not good. I am going to be 
I feel like I'm being tough on a movie. Uh, it always hurts me to 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 not like give everything a ten, but I've been <laughs> I've been better this year. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rate it pretty solidly. I I think this is a pretty decent movie. Still, it's it's got a lot of sex stuff in it, even if it's not outright nudity. Until until the rape at the end, it was just. Full on disturbing. Um, shunting, uh, Dave. Shunting. The shunting at the end. Full on disturbing. <laughs> um, but I, overall, it's a it's a solid movie, and um, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, I I think I echo a lot of what you say about this um i have to i think my favorite part probably a uh with a lot of people that maybe are kind of new (laughs) like we are to this movie um the effects and the the big scene are like the you know the big things of this movie so screaming mad george um ky jelly butts out of asses butts becoming asses hands in other parts of a body that they don't belong um all of that is just bananas um little stamos is i think solid just his story's a little bit not as solid as it could have been um fuck you butthead like we were talking about one of the best worst lines maybe ever um i am so confused by this movie at so many different points um it's easy to make fun of and easy to you know kind of just poke at but like there's yeah i i can't ignore the makeup at all yeah mm-hmm. um i can't be as high on it as davis but that's typically our game uh-huh. uh i'm gonna be a little bit below dave i'm going with a 5.5 oh uh okay. I, the makeup really is what saves this movie for me uh screaming mad george again uh deserves his props uh but there's society. There's our there's our ratings. Let us know your ratings. You've heard our socials twice. Um, Dave, any last words for would you we... would you would you recommend this to somebody? Assuming uh, that a they're over the age of eighteen. Okay. Um, are, are into shunting or no? Are considering I, shunting? I I hope that if they've not watched this movie, I hope they don't know what shunting is. Fair. Um, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, uh, somebody on Twitter the other day had said, you know, hey, what's what's a good recommendation for, like, getting people into horror movies? And we started the kids, like, Lost Boys was one of the first for all the kids. Uh-huh. Because it's accessible. There's nothing. Sexy Sax Man. You can't beat that. Uh, there, Sexy Sax Man still is, is still. Still believe. It's. Mm, yeah. It hits. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that it slaps. The that's yeah. how the kids say it. Yeah. It slaps. That yeah. slap. That sexy slap. 
a that knee sexy knocker? sax slaps. Is that the phrase? Knee knocker? Um, or is that not? I don't know. This You have to be careful who you <laughs> recommend this movie to. Because it's definitely dis- dis- sexual in disturbing ways. Incestually disturbing. Um, I don't know that I would recommend it. There's so many other ones I'd recommend first. Even uh, more cult, other culty ones that would come before this, like Martyrs. I'd recommend Martyrs okay. before I would. Okay. Uh, wow, society. that's wow. I'm kind of stunned. That's. I, I mean, I can't. I am um, martyr stand. I think. Let, let's I can't forget. fault you. I can't. Well. Uh, as disturbing as Martyrs is, the it, it's impossible to overlook. Like the shunting is not just an act of physical violence; it's an act of sexual violence. Right. And there's something to that that is just it's hard to reckon with. True. Um, there is not a so, lot of that ever, really, in 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 cinema. I mean, horror. And beyond, like, sexual violence is kind of still a big taboo. So, in a way, I mean, it does have it does have that going for it. It's something that you're not going to find hardly anywhere else unless you go, like, into the, into the fucking shit. Um, into hardcore cinema. Not hardcore, but you know what I mean. S- Serbian film, solo. Yeah, like the super yeah. disturbing, super out there. Um, so I, I'd probably recommend that before I'd probably recommend this society before you get into a Serbian film and, and, and such. But, uh, what, what about you? Like, would you recommend this? So well, like, what would you, what's something, what would be like your last line of defense before you were like, okay, now it's time for society. Like, what is the last thing? I think martyrs probably is about my line before something like society. I, I, I think, I think as disturbing as Martyrs was, I think it's more accessible than this. I think I feel like Baskin is more accessible than this. Who Baskin? I might. I might have it to the right person, and and I guess maybe I'm just the right person to this to see the humor and the absurdity uh, of this. Oh yeah. Not, oh yeah. But, but, the, but it's still disturbing in, in a very disturbing way. Um, we didn't really touch on the like kind of absurdity of it, which I'm kind of regretting, but I mean, it, it certainly the makeup is even though what it is, you know, the KY jelly and everything is still is a little bit absurd. It's not hyper realistic. Um, yeah, thank, thank fucking God. <laughs> right. <laughs> the 2012 remake of this would have been fucking weird. I'm glad it didn't ha- It never happened. I'm, I don't know that it ever was going to happen, but uh, that would have been some weird shit. The, um, the the 2012 Rob Zombie remake. Right. <laughs> it's a redneck family that's just. He's just like, I just want to show incest for what it is, you know? And it's like, a be- Rob, chill. A beautiful act. Yeah, chill the fuck out. 
We're still we're still rolling in the fucking KY money after the '89 version. We don't need your bullshit. Um, <laughs> any other final you, any other final words you, for fucking society? Just one last question: if, if they could have partnered with KY Jelly, do you think that there's any way to cut this so it could make? You know, cable TV, network TV, probably cable. I, I mean, I don't see any way it could make network TV. Um, Up all night showed some shit. They they right. never showed titties, but they showed. And I don't know that Up all night could have done this movie. Uh, I mean, uh, with the blurring, you know how they would you know blur parts of a scene. Maybe with some of that, you get by. But that's is that's probably the best you could do, and it'd probably only have to be as like the sister scene, and um, like I don't think any of the butthead scene would make it. Some of that would have to just rely on like a little uh, extended little Stamos reaction. Um, I I don't know, fuck, I don't know, I don't know if it'd work or not. Weird. It's a weird ass movie. I wonder if it was ever on Up All Night or like uh, Monster Vision with Joe Bob. Uh, anybody knows? Let us know if there was ever a TV version because I'd kind of actually be interested to see what the changes were for that. Um, all right. So I think that about does it this week in the Horror House. Like we said. Next week is the season finale for season three. Um, Dave, hit him, hit him with what we're doing next week. It's a big one. It's a big uh, one. It, it is a big one. And continuing a small trend, we get a little uh, Ramiro every season so far. We, hit, we started with Night of the Living Dead. Season two, we got you with the Dawn of the Dead. And so uh, next week we're going to hit you with um, the darkest day, day of the dead. Yes. You know what? We're going to talk. We're going to talk zombie crocodiles. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh fuck! It, in the beginning, I, I guess yeah, were they considered it's, zombies? It's not, I don't even. Know. I don't think it was. A, I don't think it was a zombie crocodile. But you know, it was might have been like a crocodile that was a pet of a zombie i mean uh we'll have so much to talk about um you have plenty of time if there's any thoughts uh you have on day of the dead let us know on all those socials you heard earlier um man i have a song that i wrote a few years ago called the darkest day which is Based on Day of the Dead, so maybe okay, cool. Maybe cool. we'll throw some of that music up to yeah. end the season, or to start the episode, or something to put to you know make it a little bit more special to end the season. Um, I cannot. This is one of my favorites. I'm constantly struggling when it comes to Day versus Return of the Living Dead as to what's my favorite. I said at one point, Return is my favorite. I'm doubling backwards. I'm like a man, but Day. <laughs> day of the well, Dead you, is... You, they're so different. Uh, it's hard to... You can't really yeah, compare and, them. And, and we've talked about how like 
your current mood right makes a difference for like at at this moment what's your favorite yeah so um, i have some nostalgia strings to pull on next week so dave uh, does does day of the dead uh before we're gone does day of the dead hit any of your nostalgia strings yes oh i i have seen day way more than i've seen dawn and um it's it's fantastic um i made jackie watch she only watched the intro with me and it was it was really she had walked into the room and so the scene where with the calendar where all of a sudden the hands come out of the wall and and try to jump scare her um so i made her watch that yeah disappointingly that didn't entice her to stay and watch the rest of it um but in her defense it was like 10 o'clock at night and she was in bed (laughs) already so my wanted i just wanted her to stay up and be my scary movie buddy for the night uh so a scary movie buddy makes all the difference sometimes which is gonna play into mine because i'm gonna have to relay my first time i watched this which was with my with my good old buddy larry which i'm pretty sure i've mentioned larry on the show before but uh yeah uh we'll get to that all next week i cannot wait to talk about day of the dead um and with that said day final words send us out um the uh movie scary movies are are great and um we're wrapping up season three, but you can always, even when it wraps up next week, you can always go back and watch the old episodes. You can hit us up. Give us a suggestion. Because when we end the season, we're going to take some time and, and reflect on what we've done. Refine. And look forward to the future. <laughs> and Absolutely. so this is the perfect time to be like, I think you ought to do an episode on, you know, the adventures in babysitting. And um, I will... We will tell you to fuck off. We're not going to do Adventures of Babysitting on this podcast. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you to fuck <laughs> off. But thank you for your suggestion. Um, But yeah. if there is a if there is a horror movie you want to watch, let us know. You know? Um, yeah. There we go. So, stay tuned for next week. Day of the Dead, Romero, OG... One of the best. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, We'll see you then. Same horror time. Same horror channel. Uh, Later, mains. Dudes. Dudettes. Goodbye, people. Goodbye.